You are now listening to the Dignified Delinquents. Hey, we just young, gifted, and black. I knew you was going to say something crazy, man. I knew it was coming. And if your ass ain't laughing, you the one with the problem. <laughs> yep, it's your boy Jerry Great. You are tuned into another episode of the Dignified Delinquent. Notice I said the Dignified Delinquent and not the Dignified Delinquents, because it's your boy Jerry Great. I'm in here by myself holding it down. I want to give a shout out to Fanita and that dude Breeze for joining me last week inside the studio. We had a great, great, great show. Um, they will be back. I do appreciate them for coming in and stopping in and and, and chopping it up with me. They'll be back um, just this week. Things time 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 restraints really is what um, what helped me down this week. My my schedule got out the way. So and that's that's why I said I, I like doing it by myself sometimes too because I don't have to go off of anyone else's schedule. I can just kind of come in here and and do my thing the way I do my thing no matter what time it is. So. Shout out to Fanita, shout out to that dude, Breeze, and shout out to everybody who's listening. Shout out to everybody who's listening on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes. We thoroughly, thoroughly appreciate all the support that y'all are giving. We um, we hope y'all keep listening, hope y'all bring some friends with you, share it, share this podcast with everybody. My mama listened to my podcast. Okay, <laughs> my mama be tuning in, so my mama can tune in. Your mama can tune in, and if her mama can tune in, her mama mama can tune in. I lost myself right there, but tell somebody about the podcast, man. It's it's going up every week. You know, typically we I do a sponsor, we do a sponsor, and the sponsor is whatever I'm drinking. <laughs> but listen, I realized I got about thirty seven days till my wedding, like about thirty seven. And I went to go put my suit jacket on the other day. I was like, you know, let me let me try to feel sexy a little bit. I went to go put my suit jacket on. I ain't, I ain't like I ain't like the cut. <laughs> I ain't, I ain't really like how it felt. You know, you know how you put a jacket on. You wanna, you know what I mean? What I'm saying is, when I walked out the room, I ain't getting no. Okay, I see you. I got. Oh, okay, I see you. <laughs> and that, <laughs> and that's a big difference. This is a big difference from okay, I see you. So, oh, okay. I see you. Ah. ah, can you button it up? You can button it up. So, so I'm on. I'm on a new a new diet. And if you if you're a frequent delinquent, you know that my my diets go up and down. But this one's gonna work. I'm doing keto, and one of the rules with keto is that you cannot drink alcohol. Um, so typically when we do the show, I have a sponsor and to do whatever we drinking, but they did say I could have one glass of white wine a week. So this show is brought to you by, um, Moscato cause everybody love Moscato. If you don't drink Moscato, you ain't, you ain't drinking nothing. This show is brought to you by Moscato. Um, and like I always say, if you're drinking and driving, don't do that. Drink responsibly, pull over and have sips. But speaking of drinking, I, um, I want to give a shout out to my brother Jojo. He got engaged last Saturday, and everybody came down to the to the engagement party. I saw people who I haven't seen in years, and in particular, I saw um, one of my homeboys named Vic. And when I saw Vic, I immediately thought about Four Locos because <laughs> because back in high school, Vic Vic I stayed on off of Zollinger. Vic stayed maybe two minutes 
down the road from my house. So what we would do in high school, you know, Friday night after the game or Saturday, Vic's, Vic's people would be going back home. They'll, they'll like go to Fort Lauderdale or something. So he had a house to himself. And we had another homeboy named Gordon. And Gordon, Gordon had a baby face, but Gordon was so big, he looked like he was an adult. And it was a gas station right there on US-1. Um, I called the dude Buddy who worked in there. Buddy used to let us come in there and get four locos. Mind you, we in high school now. But he used to let us come in there and get four locos. And we, I would get the watermelon, somebody would get the lemonade. And this is when four locos was in the can. Like, this is when four locos, you ain't need. <laughs> you ain't need. Um, all you needed was $3 to get right. You didn't need no Hennessy. You ain't need no Ciroc. All you needed was $3.79. You can go to the corner store, get you a four loco, and I guarantee you, you wouldn't finish it. I guarantee you, you wouldn't finish it. I think everybody who, who ever had a four loco, we need to go get checked. Um, that's my public service announcement for the day. If you ever drunk a four loco, even if you only had one, you need to go get checked. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> because it's, there's no way for three forty nine. You should be able to to get what you got from a faux loco. That's all I'm saying. So if you ever had a faux loco in your day, public service announcement, go get checked out because I, I can guarantee you something off. <laughs> but shout out to Vic, shout out to Gordon, shout out to Deron. Uh, I was watching, as I'm just going, I was watching Netflix. And so I'm in between watching Grey's Anatomy. I'm on season two. Now, and and I'm not, I'm like new to season two. I'm not like season two second time around. This is my first time watching it. But Grey's Anatomy be too much sometimes. You know, people be coming in there stabbed up, dead. I'm like, hey, ooh, I got to kind of break this up. So I was happy to see that um, Last Chance You came out with their part four and their second time in Indy. Now, if you never saw the docu-series Last Chance You on Netflix... I, I highly recommend it. It is a great docu-series. It follows um, D1AA football programs that that is giving, I would say, athletes a second chance. And a lot of the athletes look like me. Um, black athletes who didn't get their fair shot, who come from tough neighborhoods, and they this is their last chance, you know, at their shot at their dreams. Um... So if you if you're unfamiliar with Last Chance You, I would definitely recommend checking it out. It was some controversy this last season um, with the coach, Coach Brown, and I, I had a I really had an opinion about that because when I when the news first broke that Coach Brown told one of the guys on the team um, that I'm your Hitler, and I believe the guy was Jewish. He told the Jewish guy, "I'm your Hitler," and he he was forced to resign from that. But that was just the news that we that we heard. So when we saw it on Last Chance You, I was kind of like, I, I I would let him keep his job because if you watch the docu series throughout, you would you would see like that's just how Brown was. And he told the guy Alex on the show he he called the guy Hitler before he cursed him out before, and the guy kind of laughed it off. But this particular time he cut him, and I think that when he got cut that kind of was like retaliation like oh coach brown cut me i'm gonna go ahead and leak these text messages that i've got of him calling me his hitler i ain't gonna be the only one without a job so <laughs> I, I thoroughly recommend um the show last chance you on netflix and since we're talking about tv and people on tv 
I just, I got to talk about my girl. Now, if you know me, you know that my favorite TV show of all time is The Parkers. Martin is great. Jamie Foxx is great. The Wayne's brothers, they good. They, they ain't great. They good. You know, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was great. Family Matters, they were good. But the Parkers, in my, in my, as she would say, in my humble opinion, is by far the best TV series ever. So that means that I'm a, I'm a big fan of Nikki Parker, aka Monique. Um, after Monique did Precious, and I was a big fan of Precious too. Monique has kind of went on, y'all, y'all, you've seen the movie. Monique has kind of went on this, you know, this downward spiral. And I'm, I was really trying to figure it out, but I think I got it from these last couple of interviews that she did. So if you're not aware, Monique was just on Comedy Hype News. Shout out to Comedy Hype News. I'm a contributor for Comedy Hype News. And shout out to Jay Will, who did an amazing job interviewing Monique and her husband, Sydney. Monique was on Comedy Hype News. And Monique was just talking about all these different things that that kind of played an effect in her life and her career. She was talking about Oprah and Lee Daniels and Charlemagne the God and Whoopi Goldberg. And then she was talking about Steve Harvey. Now, if if you're a fan of comedy, like I'm a fan of comedy, you know that Monique was a queen of comedy. Steve was a king of comedy. At one point, they had the largest tour be when they when they joined forces together and did a show in Atlanta, Georgia, the kings and queens did a show. Steve has always referred to Monique as his little sister. But something changed. I'm just I'm gonna play for y'all what Monique said about Steve Harvey on Comedy Hype, and then we'll we're gonna go from there. I've never met so many cowards in our black men in show business. I've never met so many black men that have no goddamn backbone. And that bothers me. Because y'all know when the, when the cameras aren't running. See, I know these people when the cameras aren't running. And that's what I look at my brother and I say, how dare you, Steve? So, to make a long story short, Monique was talking about her interview that she did on Steve Harvey's show. Now, I'm going I'm to give y'all my perspective. And if I'm wrong, y'all can say, Jerry, you wrong. I want to know y'all opinion on this too. So make sure that you're commenting under this video. Make sure that you're commenting on the podcast and on the Instagram page. In my, in my opinion, I don't think that Steve Harvey did anything wrong. And I'm going to tell you why. So I work full time. Now, I'm not in a position where I can necessarily hire and fire, but I, I do work. And a lot of y'all who listen to this podcast, y'all work as well. And the one the one reason why you work, it could be too, but the, the biggest reason why you work is because you need your money. And you have obligations that you have to fulfill to get your money. Monique's issues started when she did not do a little bit extra. Because I'm, I'm going to say a little bit extra because when she did the movie Precious and she she made 30000 she fulfilled her obligation. But sometimes at work, you got to do other duties as a sign. When Monique refused to go international and tour um, and, and promote the movie Precious International, that kind of messed her up in the sense of Hollywood. And Hollywood is this weird, crazy place. That kind of messed her up. 
But you can always bounce back from that. The thing is, in my opinion, I think that Monique has been digging herself into a hole over and over and over and over and over again. Because a pastor said this one time, all men like fish would be a lot better off if they learned when to keep their mouth shut. Now, I'm not saying Monique is invalid for her thoughts and how she feels and her feelings. I'm not saying that at all. But what I'm saying is, at some point in time, you got to know when, how, who, what, when, how, how. Y'all went to school here. It's been a minute since I took, a, took an English class. You got to know your W's. Who, what, when, where, and then H, how. There you go. I knew I was going to get it. You got to know your W's. And I don't think that Monique knows that. And me and Monique, we didn't got into it a couple of times, true story, real life, on Twitter. Because of my opinions about how she's handling the situation. Like I said, I work full time. My biggest job is to protect my dollar. So I've, I've been at work with some people where I've had private conversations with them like, hey, listen, I get what you're doing and I respect what you're doing. But you need to, because uh, you, you can't just go out here and say it like that to them. Like, you got to kind of fix that up. And that's what I believe Steve did behind closed doors. I believe that Steve talked to Monique and was like, hey, Mo, I kind of, I get what you're doing, but I kind of need you to kind of, you know what I mean? It's it's a right way to kind of say this. Like you, like we all support Colin Kaepernick. Well, every, a lot of people that I know support Colin Kaepernick. I don't think that there's nothing wrong with what Colin Kaepernick did. He had a, he had a reason for what he was doing with kneeling and he stood by his reason and people stood with him. A lot of people stand with Monique. I think they crazy, but a lot of people stand with Monique because I don't know. It's just it's just certain things you you can't start a fire and then not have the equipment to put the fire out. Monique is walking around starting fires and burning bridges and not having the tools to put them out. So I get I, I get what she's saying and I can acknowledge that, but I, at the same time, I don't think that Steve did nothing wrong and in the sense of Monique burning relationship she also went on the same show Comedy Hype and talked about Charlemagne the God aka Lenard this is what she said about him I've, I've heard the poison that he's pulled out over that air in our community now everyone's allowed to change let me say that everyone can wake up and say you know what I now see it differently but I think that the only way we make change in our community is at first acknowledge we were part of the damage. So I say Lenard and we laugh, but in all seriousness, I think that that brother paid a big part in the destruction of our community. She said Charlemagne the God played a big part of the destruction of the black community. Lord Jesus, Monique. Um, <laughs> I think one of the one of the most honest things that Monique said in this interview with Comedy Hype was that she suffered from mental illness. And in a sense, I think that she probably still does. I think that Monique probably need to get I I really just want Monique to get back to being funny. That's all I want. I want Monique, I want Nikki Parker back. Can we get a Parker reboot? If we can get a the Parkers reboot, Monique, you, I, I'll be out there with you, boycotting Netflix, as long as it's not on UPN or nothing like that. I, I don't know. I just think that Monique, I don't know. If I'm wrong, though, y'all, y'all, please tell me I'm wrong. I just, I just can't support, I just can't support the way that she's doing it. I can support her. I just can't support the way that she's doing it. I'm not going to rush. I don't, 
I don't know if I would have been out there marching with um MLK without a, without a clear plan. Like I know what we marching for, but I need I need to see the the start and the finish. Now you already saying you might not make it there with it. So what you, <laughs> so what what you setting us up for? So I I don't know. That maybe that's just me though. I think that it's always important to protect your dollar because the same way that you have to feed your house, I got to feed my house. And if and if me coming out here with you talking crazy jeopardizes me putting food on my table. The new thing, Monique, is um stay in your bag. Now sometimes stay in your bag can mean you know a little different for each for each individual, but. I don't know. I don't. I I rock with Monique. I just don't rock with how she's doing it. I think that there's there's multiple ways to skin a cat. Monique that came for me on Twitter a couple of times after I came for her. But like I said, I, I just want Monique to get back to being funny. So Monique, if you if you listen to this, get back to being funny. That's all. That's all Jerry asks for. That's all. I don't ask for much. I don't. I ain't. I don't got. I don't got much to ask for. I want to give a shout out to everybody who um who tuning in on Facebook Live. If y'all hear me on the podcast as you're streaming, driving in your car, and um I kind of drift off, it's because I'm talking to the people on Facebook Live. So I want to give a shout out to my cousin Danica too for no reason, just a shout out for no reason. And I want to give a shout out to all the CNAs. It's ten eighteen right now, so I know in about. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to all the CNAs that work 11 to 7. <laughs> if you see, uh, I got to love, I love CNAs. I do. I do love CNAs. All the CNAs working because the, the real CNAs, like the ones you got to give the most respect to are the ones who work 11 to 7. 7 to 3, they think that they like through the 11 and 11 to 7 is boss. Like they think that because y'all work during the daytime with the administrators, you know, y'all see the families, y'all think that y'all, they boss. So when through the 11 come in, you know what I mean, 73 be trying to tell them what to do. Oh, oh, Mr. James was refusing showers today. No, he wasn't. You went in there and asked that man, you know he got dementia. You went in there and said, Mr. James, do you want a shower? And he said, Paula, is that you? And your name, Kathy. You knew good damn well what you was doing. You set us up. Can you do an extra shower? Maybe maybe he'll shower for you. He ain't want to shower for us. <laughs> shout out to all the CNAs, man. Shout out and shout out to eleven to seven. And all the CNAs that drive uh, <laughs> that drive Nissan Altimus with the with the scope hanging. <laughs> hanging off the rearview mirror. Shout out to all them CNAs. Those the real those the real CNAs and if you're going in 11 to 7 tonight, I hope that your administrator don't walk in there. Don't let tonight be the night. <laughs> don't let tonight be the night that your ass get caught sleep. Nah, you better you better stay on this damn Facebook Live. <laughs> don't let tonight be the night that you get caught sleeping on these damn people's job. Don't don't you do it. Don't. Hey, did, did y'all see? Did y'all see R. Kelly's damn publicist? Go on Good Morning America. Now, you saw how Gail did R. Kelly. Y'all, you saw that. You you was in the room when Gail, when Gail did R. Kelly. Now, somebody should have been like the dude from Friday. Why you come over here bothering these people? Why'd you take your ass on, on Good Morning America messing with Gail King? You saw how she did Kells. You saw how she did him. You done took your ass on that night. You ain't got no job no more because you... 
Because <laughs> you done took your ass up there messing with Gail. And Gail done, Gail done caught you. This dude went on Good Morning America and Auntie Gail hit him with the... You have a 20-something-year-old daughter. Would you allow her to be alone with, with, Absolutely R, not. with R. Kelly? I wouldn't leave my daughter with anybody that's accused of pedophilia. That doesn't seem like a contradiction to you. You're absolutely, sitting here absolutely, defending R. Kelly, but at the same time saying you wouldn't leave your own daughter with him. I wouldn't leave my daughter with anyone. I said this a long time ago. I, I don't know if y'all ever saw this dude, but I said anybody who looks like he looks like... He, he he can't be a publicist. He can't be a lawyer, a representative for me. Because his look, nothing about his look say my client is innocent. <laughs> nothing about his look say my client didn't do it. His his look says, nah. <laughs> That's what his look say. His look say, nah. <laughs> Sir, did your client do it? Nah. Uh, we have no comment. Nothing about his look says my client is innocent. And R. Kelly, R. Kelly going to sit his ass in jail. I said this last week, and I'm going to say it again. If R. Kelly really believe he can fly, now's a good damn time to do it. <laughs> now, now would be the time to get to get them wings to flapping. If R. Kelly really believes he can fly, now's the time to do it. Because um, next time we see R. Kelly, we're going to think we on that damn face app game still. God damn, man. This ain't the same dude from Step in the Name of Love. Yes, it is, nigga. Yes, it is. Oh, man. R. R Kelly gonna sit for a minute, though. And and I honestly don't think... I honestly don't think that Kells is gonna get out. And I I think that everything that Kells did was disgusting, allegedly did. Um, I think... But this is the thing. This is my only conundrum. Bill Cosby is in jail. R. Kelly is sitting in jail. Harvey Weinstein walking around. President Trump is in the White House. Why is it that? I mean, and it could just be the justice system, or it could be that we hire bad lawyers. Why is it that <laughs> black black people are the ones doing being committed of the crime and doing the time, and white people are being accused of the crime? And avoiding the time. Is it because our dollar isn't long enough? Is it is it because the justice system just isn't built for us? You know, they everybody wants justice. I'm just tired of it being just us. And that's my thing. Like I'm not I'm not making light of anything that R. Kelly is accused of doing. If you touch kids, your ass need to sit in the back of the jail. You do. Your ass need to sit in the back of the jail. I, I honestly think if you touch kids, you should be up for corporal punishment. Like, there, there should be no reason why we couldn't give you the death penalty. And I'm not even a fan of the death penalty. But if you touch a kid, your ass need to go. If you touch any kid. R. Kelly, the same dude that said um, he, he, he was over in the country. And he wanted, he wanted to take back the look. He, this motherfucker's Michael Jackson. That shit killed Michael Jackson. <laughs> that, that shit. That and I still got my thoughts about that, but R. R Kelly, I, I, sir, like I said, if you believe you can fly, now is the time. I used to think you, huh? You better start thinking something, cause now is the time to get your ass on up out of there. He's in solitary confinement. I, I honestly think that um, pedophiles should get the death penalty. Now I'm not a fan of the death penalty, and the U.S. Supreme Court today just brought back um, the death penalty 
after about two decades um, and made it legal on the federal level. I'm not a fan of the death penalty, and this is my reason why. I think if you kill somebody, the the shortcut out, the easiest way out is for us to kill you. You know what I mean? You take somebody from me, we're just gonna go ahead and take you from some people. I think that's the I think that's the worst thing. I think that if you are in jail for murder and you're facing the death penalty, I think that you should be in solitary confinement by yourself. That's what solitary means. <laughs> by yourself. And you get 10 minutes of rec time a week. I think that's all you should get. I think that, that they should run you. You should be just as messed up in the head as the, the, the board from the fourth episode of When They See Us or worse. I think if you kill somebody, you should be you should be treated just like him. I just, and I'm not a fan of the death penalty. They give you they give you a last a last meal. They give you, you know, they they do lethal injection now. And then while all the while while you're sitting on the death panel, they, they searching for evidence to try to get you out. So I'm just not a fan of it. But maybe, maybe I'm crazy. I'm from, from Florida, so they say everybody crazy is from Florida. So that could be what it is. I'm just not a fan of the death penalty. Speaking of Florida, though, I was <laughs> I was reading the news the other day. True story, real life. I was reading the news. And it said, Florida man, a Florida man comes home from work and finds an alligator in his kitchen. <laughs> Look, <laughs> it said a Florida man came home from work and found an alligator in your Do you know? <laughs> do you know how bad of a day you got to be having <laughs> And then to come home to that bullshit. <laughs> I mean, just think about it. Just think about it. Your whole day, when you woke up, you was running late for work. You had to take the kids to school because your wife, she she had to go to work before you did. You at work. You got there late. Your boss done wrote you up for coming in late. This your second ride up. One more time, you're gone. <laughs> you at your desk trying to work. And your girl just texting you, fucking with you. Cause you ain't take the trash out. So she just texting you, bugging you. And you just, you just trying, <laughs> you just trying to, you know, you just trying to get through your day. It's only 11 o'clock and your day already fucked up. She texting you, bugging you, cause you ain't take the trash out. You forgot to take the trash out. If I if I gotta be the one to take the trash out, I go get me another man. Just, like this bullshit. <laughs> I ain't know I gotta be the man and the woman. Just just texting you all day. You get off work late because you had to stay late because you came in late. So you get off work late. <laughs> you go pick your kids up late from daycare. Now you get a $30 fine because you got two kids and it's $15 a piece for each late fee. So now you got $30 fine. You done woke up late for work. Your girl been cursing you out. You got to write up. <laughs> you got a $30 fine only to get home. <laughs> And there's a damn alligator in your kitchen. <laughs> so you walk back outside. <laughs> and you outside with the kids. Wait for the police to come. Your girl pull up trying to figure out why you outside. Still going off. Why you outside for? And you tell her baby it's an alligator in the house. And she don't believe you. ain't no damn alligator in the house. Why you got my babies outside? And the only way she believed you is because you got to pull your phone out and show her the picture that you took. And she look at the picture and she say, well, if you ask where to took the trash out. 
with me no goddamn alligator nails. That shit was funny to me. <laughs> I say all that to say, women, give men a break. Shit, we be going through a lot. Give men, take it easy on us, women. Nah, hell, hell. Take it easy on us, men. We be we be dealing with a lot, and we be trying to love y'all through everything. But y'all, sometimes, I done, I done drove home one day and, and just saw too many lights on in the house and just backed out and went and sat in McDonald's parking lot. I done did that a couple of times. I I think all men have did that. I done avoided going home. I just, <laughs> I just stayed out so late, it became the next day. I didn't I didn't did that a few times. I think all men, all men have have done that. But like I said, man, I'm I'm 38 days away from from my wedding. I'm 38 days away. So I'm I'm trying to get my sexy back. I'm trying to trying to find trying to find my me. And on this journey of finding my me, I don't know, we I was just talking to somebody. We were just having a conversation. And you know, if you know me, if you're a frequent delinquent, you know that, you know, I live with my fiance. We brought a house. Um, we get married in September, but, you know, we've been living together for maybe two years now. And somebody just kind of turned their nose up, just turned their nose up at me like, oh, so y'all lived together before y'all got married. Yeah, 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 we, yeah. Because I'm a third believer in, now I know what the Bible say. <laughs> well, it wasn't no city girls in the Bible. I can see. <laughs> it was. It wasn't no city girls in the Bible. I'm. I, I'm just telling you, the, the Bible wasn't written in today. You know, back and back then, they was getting married at 14, so you could easily stay, you know, separate places because you couldn't go to no grown man house anyway. You 14, your husband 35. That wasn't flying. But in today's time, I I think that. You almost need to have that trial and error period where you do live with the person that you're considering to take serious. Now, if you're not taking this person serious, if you if you know good damn well this ain't the one, you know, don't don't live with nobody to make rent cheap. Nah, just go on back home or go go be a CNA. <laughs> and I say go be a CNA because they got extra rooms in there sometimes and you just go lay down. You can sneak off and go lay down. But no, I'm saying like, if you're in a serious relationship, the only way to learn about a person, like really learn about a person, is to live with them. Because when you don't live with them, shit cute. You know, you can you can clean up before they come over. You know what I mean? If you're not if you spending the night every other night, they can, you know, go to bed cute. Beat you up in the morning, brush their teeth, get back in the bed, be sitting there like they was there the whole time. I say that you should live with a person. If you're taking them serious, I think that you should live with live with a person because that's the only way, in my opinion, that you're going to really find out the truth. And you're going to find out some truths. You're going to find out that you like your AC on 68 and they like theirs on 75. That's a big difference. It don't seem like a lot. It's only seven degrees, but seven degrees of separation is real. So that's just that's just Jerry's advice. <laughs> that's just Jerry's advice to y'all because <laughs> I got a couple of friends who, you know, they've been in relationships and I wish them the best, but you know, you're going to see some things that you don't want to see. You're going to see your girlfriend go and do do like, you don't, <laughs> you don't see that when, 
you don't see that when y'all live separately. Because they, they go home and do They get an attitude with you for no reason. I, I'm finna go. Look what, baby, what I do? I'm, I'm just finna go. They got a boo-boo. You ain't do nothing. They just got a doo-doo. You ain't do nothing, fellas. Don't take that personal. But you're going to see some stuff. You're going to hear some stuff. You're going to go through some stuff. And I, and, I, I, and I honestly, seriously, I think that living together too, you really find out who's good with their money. And that's that's an important thing because if it is nigga late every month. Like, I got it last month, James. I understood. <laughs> it, it was a slow week. I got it. It was a slow month last month. Cars wasn't coming in and out, but every month you like. So, so I say, I say live, live with your significant other. Do it for about a year. I, I say do it for a year and then go ahead and make that next step. Um, but y'all, like, like, like I said, y'all tell me what you think. Hit me up on Instagram at the Dignified Delinquent. That's the Dignified Delinquent. T H E Dignified Delinquent. If you can't spell it, Google it. Hit me up on Instagram and let me know your thoughts on living with your significant other before marriage. Because I got a couple of uncles who are pastors and they'll probably disagree with that statement. And a lot of older folks be disagreeing with that statement too. Like, nah, you shouldn't be living together before you get married. Then you see their wedding pictures and their kids at the wedding. Like, how the hell that happened? How your kids, your daughter a flower girl at your wedding? Something, something happened. Something, something ain't adding up. So I say that I say that you should definitely get get that in because sometimes it, that that can be what makes or break a relationship. Is you know sometimes you you can like a person you just can't live with them. You can't be in a, can't be married with two different houses. You can't and marriage seems like it's hard. Not that marriage is hard. It's just that Nicole Murphy just messed everything up recently. Now, Nicole, I don't know if y'all saw this. Nicole Murphy, who was Eddie Murphy's ex-wife, Michael Strahan's ex-fiance. She don't, she over in Italy with the director of Training Day, who's married to, I don't know the lady's name, but she was on Waiting to Exhale. The one... <laughs> <laughs> the one who was sitting on the balcony when the guy came with the vest open with his hair out, the black vest. <laughs> he married to her and she don't she she don't look like she did now like she did in Waiting to Exhale. Which made me think was in that whole movie, was she waiting to exhale? <laughs> was she just holding that shit in real good, waiting to exhale? <laughs> I'm funny, y'all. Y'all, if y'all don't laugh, something wrong with y'all. I'm funny, but no, I, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Nicole, Nicole. One thing about a lie, you just gotta die with it. You just gotta. She, Nicole, messed up because her first lie, her first thing was she spoke, she said something. You know, um, Mr. Fugua, whatever his name is, he ain't say nothing. He ain't put a statement out. He ain't tweet. He ain't post. He ain't said nothing. Because because you could have easily said, baby, that's 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 you know they you know these kids got photoshopped these days, but she just said uh, <laughs> she said that he was a good family friend. Now I got I got a lot of good family friends, and I got I got a lot of cousins, and they say cousins make dozens. You don't you don't kiss your family friends like that. Then she came back and said she didn't know that he was married. Now. 
that don't even go with your first lie. If you're going to double down on your lie, your first, your second lie got to match the first lie in order to stay up with all your lies. So, Nicole, Nicole making it hard for the hot girls this summer. Now, I know that's what y'all out here doing. Y'all trying to have hot girls summer. She's making it real hard for the hot girls to have a hot girl summer this summer with that lie. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying about it. Women, I just think, I just, I think that women are the most precious things on earth. I, I was talking to, uh, I was talking to one of my friends, and he was talking about body counts. He, you know, he was just talking about body counts, and you know, he was just, he was, you no, know, he was just talking, and he was just saying that, you know, you know, it's, it's a, it's a double, double standard. You know, men can have sex with all these different women, but if a woman is off of one hand, you know, not not she all kind of names, not she this and she that. And I said, yeah, I said, yeah, it's a, it's a double standard. I said, it is a double standard, and it's wrong that it's a double standard. However, comma, <laughs> the goods are different, too. <laughs> it's, it's, it's two different kind of goods. You know, men, we kind of like cars, when I got my car, my car was $20,000, brand new, when I got it. I drove it off the lot, came right back. My car was only worth $8,000. <laughs> All that's going to give me for my car was $8,000. Men are like cars and women are like houses. Men, we depreciate over time. Women, they, they get equity over, t- <laughs> over time. So I say all that to say, well, y'all out here trying to have these hot girl summers. Just know you're fucking up your equity. Now you 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 want you want Amron stock or you want Amazon stock? You you better pick. <laughs> it's up to you to decide. The 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 hot girls really really are out here though this summer, and it's it's a lot of y'all that's doing some stuff that I I just I just don't approve of. Like it was just it was a lady on Twitter that that went viral. She had her baby. She had her baby in her hands. And she called her baby ugly. Now, I don't I don't have I don't have kids yet. So I don't know if that's something that parents do. Like parents, can y'all call y'all kids ugly? I don't know. I don't know if this is the norm. I don't have any kids. If you ain't seen the video, this is what she said. My biggest fear was having an ugly baby. Now look, look what the fuck I got. Look, look, look at him. He is so funny looking. He got all this hair though. My little girl, she bald head. Hey, I don't know why that's so funny to me. You know your baby ugly when you gotta compensate their face with other things. Yeah, he he got all his hair though. <laughs> hey, I don't know, I don't know if I if I can do this or if I should do this because I don't have any kids yet. But for the culture, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do, and I ain't did one in a while either. So I'm gonna go ahead and do one. I'm gonna do a top five, and these are the top five ways to know. That you got an ugly baby. Listen, number one. If old people don't want to hold your baby, you got an ugly baby. (laughs) 
Because, you know, old people love holding babies. If your grandma, if you ask your grandma, grandma, you want to hold a baby? Nah, baby, you know grandma don't be holding babies like she used to. Your baby is ugly as hell. That's number one. Number two, if people use the phrase, that baby look like he been here before. <laughs> you got an ugly baby. You got an ugly baby. If you talk to your baby like a grown person, <laughs> you got an ugly ass baby. <laughs> Number four, if your baby got a grown person nickname like Junebug, Scooter, T-Dog, and they only one month, your baby ugly as hell. You hear me? <laughs> Ain't no two-month-old should be called Junebug out the womb. You can't, you don't get Junebug till you're about at least eight. You can't be, you can't be Junebug at two months. If your baby nicknamed Junebug, you got an ugly ass little baby. Number five, top five ways to know if you got an ugly baby. If people always tell you that that baby look just like his goddamn daddy. Mm. <laughs> if you get that one, you got an ugly ass baby. Now, I'm, I don't know if I'm able to, to talk about babies. Because like I said, I don't have any kids yet. And the last thing I want... The last thing I want is for my baby to, <laughs> the last thing I want is for me to feel how this lady felt in this video. I got to play this track again so y'all can hear how she felt. My biggest fear was having an ugly baby. Now look, look what the fuck I got. Look, look, look at him. <laughs> oh, he is so funny looking. He got all this hair though. My little girl, she bald head. <laughs> the, the part that got me laughing is when she said, my biggest fear was having an ugly baby. Now look. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. That, that, that baby was unique. <laughs> that was a unique baby. But the baby did have good hair. Now, you, but you, you got to give the baby credit for that. The baby had good hair. The baby was up and alert. Neck was strong. Uh, mouth worked. Could chew. <laughs> baby, the baby could chew. Had a, You know, you got to start finding other things in kids when they don't look the best. And I, the, the last, the one thing that I can't stand the most, I can't stand an ugly baby with an ugly attitude. Like you, like you can't be an ugly baby and not be playful. That don't work. But I, this baby was good because although it didn't have the strongest, the strongest features, the, the baby had other strong qualities. The baby, the baby, the neck was strong, eyes worked wide open, looked like he can play piano real well because his fingers was moving and stuff. He could chew, he can hear because he can turn his head. He knew his name, and he had a head full of hair. You can't. All you gotta. That's how you know your baby hugging to him. Old folks say he gonna grow into it. <laughs> he gonna he gonna grow into it. Give him give him some time. He gonna he gonna grow into his looks. He just got a strong face. That's all. <laughs> he just got a strong face. So he gonna he gonna grow into his looks. You just gotta give him a little bit of time, and he gonna he gonna grow into it. Hey, shout out to everybody who's um tuning in on on Facebook with my shenanigans. Uh that is the funniest thing though. If you ain't seen that video, man, just go to YouTube and Google Ugly Baby. 
Just go to just go to YouTube and Google ugly baby. Now the mama ugly as hell. And I listen, I know I ain't no Denzel Washington or Morris Chestnut, but I got some cute ass features. Nigga, I got dimples and shit. You know, make my hair my hair good. I I'm nigga, I'm cute to some people. <laughs> the mama was ugly to everybody. Now I ain't seen the daddy. So I don't know who the baby looked like for sure. All I'm saying is, mama, you got something to do with that. Just if you ain't seen that video yet, just go to YouTube, please. Go to YouTube and Google. Just type in "ugly baby." I got I got to send that video to my mama because my mama just said some of these things I just said about some people's kids. <laughs> if yo, oh man, bless his heart. She's y'all gotta watch the whole video. She said people be coming up to my baby talking about bless his heart. I know what that shit means. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, man. Please, please, please go to YouTube and just just, just search Ugly Baby. And the first thing that's going to pop up is that is that ugly-ass little baby. Now, like I said, the baby got do have some good qualities. So we can't take that away from him. All I'm saying is, Mama, you got something to do with that. Um... I think that's all I got for y'all today, man. I'm finna get up out of here. It's, I got I got a lot of stuff going on that I gotta get to. I just had to drop an episode. So, listen. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tune into the Dignified Delinquents. You can listen live anytime, or you can stream anytime, rather, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Man, listen, we're continuing to grow. Um, shout out to all the, the frequent delinquents. Those are people who constantly, constantly listen to the show. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Dignified Delinquent. Um, that's at the Dignified Delinquent. T H E Dignified Delinquent. If you can't spell that, Google it. I'm Jared Great. Follow me on Instagram at Jared Great. T H A Great. Um, thank y'all for rocking and rolling, man. I'll see y'all next week.